Hey, hey, hey. Hey. <laughs> How goes it? I'm still moving, so it's a lot. How are you? <laughs> I was like, you're sitting still right now. <laughs> Just, you know, like, cross country. Physically. Uh, yeah. yeah. Chloe and I are about to embark on a different journey with this podcast she's going to be basically flying in every time we record Mm -hmm. so you guys are just that important to us if any uh, airlines want to start sponsoring us that'd be great delta only thank you yeah please already status that'd be great okay that'd be great what are we getting into today by popular demand we are going to talk about our lives (laughs) life advice life advice based on kind of our antics and our routines and just what we do every day, day in and day out. Finally, episode 22, we have decided to tell you a little bit about ourselves. (laughs) We've got a couple little subtopics that we're going to unhinge. So if we start with just like day-to-day daily routines, what's day in Emma's life? Life of Emma Page, perhaps? Your handle? My Instagram handle. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so actually, it's funny. When I was living in LA, I didn't really have a daily routine. And I don't know if that's because I was younger. I feel like it's actually something that I was able to accomplish and achieve in New York over LA because, I don't know, driving around, the distance you are to certain things really played a huge role in me not doing the same thing every day. And I'm not saying that my life has become monotonous, but let me just tell you, what a day in the life of Emma Page is. So I wake up. (laughs) Okay. And every single morning I try my hardest, uh, unless like my schedule doesn't allow, I go on a run, two and a half to three miles every single day. I track it on Strava, big on that. I go along the West Side Highway. It's like the best way to start my day. Also, the reason that I need to get Botox every two months instead of three months now because apparently it makes it dissolve quicker, which is crazy. So I run every morning. On my way back, I get my coffee. I have this green superfoods powder that I drink in water every day with collagen peptides as well. Mix that up, chug it. I chug a celery juice and then I can have my coffee that I just purchased. So those are like my three every single morning I do, no matter what, and take my vitamins. (laughs) Even when you're hungover. Yes. Did it this morning. Yes. I'm hungover right now. I didn't run today, but that was Okay. Because... That's what I was getting at. Like, running oh, no. hungover sounds... No, I do do it when I'm hungover. It makes me feel better. And my whole philosophy is running, to me, you can bring anywhere. You can do anywhere. So it's easy for me to do on vacation. And if I'm just anywhere else in the world, it's super easy to continue doing. That's why I've adopted that into my daily routine. I was getting to the point where I was traveling so much and I wouldn't work out. And then I would come back feeling disgusting. So I decided that that was no longer acceptable and I needed to keep up some sort of exercise. So I picked up running. It helped once I lost weight too because my boobs used to be too big to run and it would really fucking hurt. So I set a goal of like 17 miles a week and that's – yeah, I have to get to that by the end of the week kind of a thing. So anyways, I do do it when I'm hungover. But yeah, and then I start my day with work. I try not to eat until 1. I intermittent fast almost mm-hmm. every day. I do that too. Yeah. I try to like cheat that by like having dinner at 5 p.m. <laughs> so then I can eat by like 11 or 12. But if I have a late dinner, it's like I'm not eating until freaking 3 p.m. So it sucks. I just forget. Also, I'm not a breakfast girl. It makes me nauseous. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I would love breakfast. But yeah, I don't eat breakfast anymore because it's like I try to have less meals in a day. Ideally, for me, like I like to have one meal a day or like have a, a very short time frame of eating. It's just kind of like what I found works for my body, for how I want it to be. 
one to two meals a day. But yeah, that's like my non-negotiables for every single day. And then I also try to do a strength training in the evening. So I'll do like Pilates at one, two, or three every day. I'm a housewife. <laughs> I really liked – I bought a huge Pilates package and I went every day and I loved it. Then I just fell off. I have a hard time establishing routines and keeping them. Mm-hmm. I just don't really like them very much. I get bored. I started using a habit tracker. I used to work at this company called Way. It's a hair care company. Kind of like changed my life actually working for them because I started to just care about my skin and my hair a lot more than I ever did in the past. I didn't start washing my face at night to take off my makeup until I was 24. What? Yeah. I never washed my face before I went to sleep. And then I had a boyfriend who was like 20 years older than me and he was like, do you know how bad your wrinkles are going to get? And I was like, (laughs) shut your fucking mouth. I've never heard of a guy like a boyfriend teaching a girlfriend to wash her face. That's how I learned. I also learned not to drag my highlighter up my face because of him. He was an actor. So when I was working for them, Jen Atkin, who's the founder of Way, she's a fucking incredible person. She uses a habit tracker. And I was like, oh, my God, that's such a good idea. There's like these little printable things. You can go online, just look up free habit tracker, print them out, and I keep it on my refrigerator. And it says just like all the things that I hope to do every single day. So it's running my green juice, my vitamins, making my bed, doing strength training, going on a walk, drinking two hydro flasks of water every day. And then I also put like no alcohol, no dairy, no sweets. I try to keep track of all the days that I drink and all the days that I have dessert. I'm a, am I a psycho? Is that like crazy that I do all this? I have definitely downloaded Habit Tracker apps and I've made my own or I've printed them out. I just, it's not something that I've followed through with for more than a week. Like, it's not realistic. I forget. I'm busy. Like, I'm not remembering to go to my fridge and cross something off. Yeah. I liked the idea of the positive reinforcement. Like, when you're in preschool and they give you, like, a little happy sticker for Mm -hmm. something that you've done. But it just never (laughs) – no pun intended. It doesn't stick (laughs) with me. (laughs) It's good. (laughs) It doesn't stick. And I've also noticed that when I put pressure on myself to do all of these things, especially if it's a lot of things at once, Mm -hmm. like, life-changing, you know, like – resolutions i get so overwhelmed by the fact that i'm supposed to be drinking like all of this water and also going to work out and do this and do that that i just don't do it yeah so i started implementing one habit at a time per i don't know for for whenever i feel like so (laughs) i started journaling in bali and Uh i was doing it every day i fell off that wagon I'm moving, so I have an excuse, yeah. but I'll keep doing that, get back in it, and then maybe six months from now, I'll start drinking more water. I don't know. I mean, there's definitely certain things and habits that I have truly just been like, I'm going to stop fucking kidding yourself. Like, you don't do this, and you will fall off. Like, journaling. I can't tell you how many fucking notebooks I've purchased <laughs> with every upcoming year or something, or daily planners that yeah. are like, I've never use them. I don't use them. So this habit tracker, I really did try to choose things that are so realistic and so small. Like I know the running and the strength training like every single day, that's pretty hard. But making your bed, having the screen juice, like they're just super tiny things that I can do every single day that just makes it a little bit better and also feels like I accomplished something that day. So even if I did absolutely nothing in a day, if I'm hungover and on the couch and horizontal for the entire day, if I just like had my celery juice and took my vitamins and made my bed, at least I accomplished three things in that day. And Mm -hmm. I feel a lot better about myself. So that's like where that came from, especially with running and strength training. I do Pilates, it's 40 minutes. I've started to shift my thinking and realize that 40 minutes out of a 24-hour day, considering I wake up at 7.30 every single day and go to sleep at like 10, that's nothing. That is go to bed at 10? When I'm not out drinking. (laughs) Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. I think I have insomnia. I can't. That that really 
affects me being able to have a routine because I can't go to bed at the same time every night and I don't wake up at the same time every morning. That probably is exactly why you don't have a routine. My body clock wakes me up at 7.30 every single day, no matter what. I don't even set alarms. Yeah. I have no, I can't tell you the last time I used an alarm. Maybe it was a flight, but I do not use alarms. I just wake up organically at 7.30 every day. Hmm. I'm not I also feel like my brain doesn't <laughs> it doesn't hit its peak of productivity until the afternoon. So I don't do anything too intense in the morning. I try to be the morning workout girl. Like mm-hmm. I love that you run. I love running. I love the endorphins that working out consistently gives you. It's life changing yeah. if you just do it. But about me in the morning it equates to nausea. I literally am nauseous <laughs> if I run. I went to yoga one time at like six thirty and I was like, oh like I'm that girl. I literally almost blacked out and fainted you know when you're lightheaded and you yeah. everything's black yeah i left i was like this is not i'm not that not girl. for me well i think getting into routines and habits is like knowing these things and then finding alternatives that do work and like trying other things because i actually i did used to be that girl when i was working corporate and i had to go into office every day the only time realistically that i could go work out was 6 a.m because mm-hmm. by the time i got home from work i was way too tired so i had to find something that worked for me and now I'm very similar. I'm actually the most productive at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So I like to do all these things during the day. And sometimes I'll just sit in front of the TV at night and that's when I get the most work done. Yeah, same. And like I'll do that until like 10 p.m., which like maybe isn't healthy. But like when you have your own business too, you have that luxury. That's what I was about to say. And this might sound like bullshit, but intuitive routine. <laughs> yeah. People talk about intuitive eating and intuitive routine. Anytime I just do what I want when I want, which I'm – thankfully have the luxury of doing now after working for other people for so long i get the most done Mm -hmm. i i'm able to tap in when i feel creative and turn off when i don't just not forcing it yeah yeah i don't need to force myself so i just don't yeah i think like i was there at one point and i got to a point where like i needed some of this structure and i'm finding like what i have going right now really works for me so i'm trying to keep that up but yeah intuitive routine i like that i like that phrase and also anytime anyone tries to tell me what to do Mm. That's when I do not do it. No, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Now Even I don't if want it's to. myself. I don't want to. Even if I'm like, you need to go do that. I'm yeah. like, oh, well, now, <laughs> now or, I'm not going to. Or it's why they say don't diet. And it's that same mindset. Once you put the restraints on yourself, then you're naturally, your human nature is just that it wants to break the chains. I wouldn't call like, what I do, like the habit tracker restraints at all, because it's very much just easy and it flows. I never put anything on there that's too unrealistic, mm-hmm. because that's just like, Who am I kidding? Yeah. I'm no hero. I met with an Ayurveda specialist in Bali, which is its own way of living, but she gave me this like whole list of things to implement to maximize my, you know, like biohacking basically. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you're going to get overwhelmed if you do them all at once. Right. So just one at a time. So I think that that's really helpful too. Instead of maybe making this whole life plan for yourself, which I've done numerous occasions, Mm -hmm. starting with just like two cells on your habit tracker. Totally. Yeah. And then adding them. And this habit tracker has evolved. I've been doing it for probably like three years now. Some months I don't do it. Some months there's a lot more on there and you know there's certain things that I used to always put on there. It used to be three hydro flasks. Now it's two. (laughs) Because it's not realistic. I don't like drinking water. (laughs) What do they say to form a habit that it takes, what is it, three weeks or something like that to fully form a habit in your brain? I think three months. It's three something. Okay. Some people say, I, I don't know. I try to look up how long it is. Some people say 21 days. Some people say 10 weeks, 18 days. So no one knows. Take takes a while, okay? It's different form a habit. for each person. Yeah. yeah. It's understanding yourself. It's getting your body. It's also not kidding yourself and not trying to force something that doesn't fit you and your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also very work dependent. This is a little off topic, but it's something I always try to remind myself of. When I look at influencers or celebrities who have these crazy, amazing bodies, I'm like, 
that is literally their job to look like that. Like they don't have the same time consuming work that we have where we are trying to find time to fit in a workout. Mm -hmm. It's like they wake up to to work out and they have a trainer. They have someone who's – Yeah, and they have someone cooking for them. It's so different when you're in this grind that we're all in, you know, that most of us are in. So it's finding what works for you. And giving yourself some slack and giving yourself mm-hmm. grace and space and time to get to this place because it took me a very long time to get here. Like it took me to be almost 30 until I am like, okay, I have a routine and it feels so good. I When I travel now, I'm like, I can't wait to get back to my routine. I can't wait to get back to my habit tracker. <laughs> I'm such a loser. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Okay. I definitely felt that when I was traveling because I've been traveling a fuck ton. Mm-hmm. And I think I said this on the episode about anxiety that I had this like – a huge anxiety around displacement and not mm-hmm. having a like my home right and i think once i get to la i'm gonna i'll report back but mm-hmm. i've been looking forward to the healthy food there i'm trying to get back on my healthy shit i also have found that this is a whole thing for me i'm really ocd about my space mm-hmm. that's this is more my routine than anything like i'm always cleaning my fucking apartment and i don't mean with lysol but i mean things need to be in their place in order for my brain to feel clear yeah. And in order for me to get my stuff done, I am 90% less productive if there's shit all over my living room than when everything's in its place. That's absolutely a thing. So I last night spent like $400, sorry, Colin, on Amazon <laughs> organizers because when I get there, I want to set everything all up perfectly mm-hmm. because I feel like that encourages me to have a routine. Absolutely. Like you need to MacGyver your space so that it fits into your life. Like I, I'm – the same way. I have so many weird little contraptions that make my apartment work with me, not against mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Making your space work with you on your routine. Yeah. yeah. That's the biggest thing for me. And I think that's how I get away with not having a concrete routine mm-hmm. is just having everything around me. What are your like must-haves in your space and on your person and when you travel? Like, Yeah. I mean, in, in my apartment, organizers and then let's say it's a drawer. I need little separators for everything. <laughs> and I just started eliminating plastic. So I've been buying wood or glass. Yeah. Because I'm trying to get that out of there. I, I don't know if you saw – Chloe came to my apartment for the first time today. I don't know if you saw in my apartment. I have glass straws. Yeah. Yeah. I saw them on <laughs> Succession on an episode and I was like, that is so rich. I want that. <laughs> it's things like that. That's what I want to add too. Like little things that make – Drinking your gross juice feel like a treat. Yeah. You have to look at yourself like just help your inner child get through all this monotonous adult shit. Get a cute cup. Yeah. Cute cup. Yeah. I have special mugs that bring me joy. Little things that bring me joy that are like slightly more of an an investment over like an Ikea mug. That's the type of thing that's like a necessity for me now. Yeah. I completely agree. Like I said with those straws. I mean, I don't know if this is like my must-haves, but I've become so just crazy about – my skin and trying to look younger um, because I'm so old. But I have a lot of things that – 29. I feel old. I have the new face thing, mm-hmm. the electromagnetic thing. I'm obsessed with that. I have a shield. I have a infrared shield oh, I need to get that one. I wear constantly. If I am not on video on Zoom, it's because I have an <laughs> infrared shield on my face. That is what I'm doing. They're like, oh, it sounds like, you know, you're – behind glass I'm like oh it's so weird I have a pillow that keeps me in place to sleep on my back so I've been training myself recently to do that because I actually have I have a wrinkle if you're not looking at this video I'm pushing my face as if I was sleeping on my face I have a wrinkle that goes diagonal from sleeping on my face and also my boobs I have wrinkles in my cleavage because of sleeping on my stomach so I'm just I'm really trying to spend less on Botox, maybe. <laughs> Have you heard of frownies? 
Oh, is that the sticker? Yeah, the, I've done I, that. I have those. And they actually work incredibly well. The thing is you just have to do it consistently. Mm-hmm. And if you're sleeping next to a man, <laughs> it's a fun, interesting way for him to see you. Yeah, I've done that. I've slept next to a guy with it on. And I did the forehead, the neck, and the under eyes. Yeah, and I had my mouth. Boobs. I didn't do it there. but And I had my mouth tape on. <laughs> the mouth tape. Yeah, I the love mouth my tape. mouth tape. That really helps me sleep. Oh, it- Tip for those of you who have insomnia, I will literally pull out a heating pad and put it on the lower setting and put it on top of me or by my feet and it will knock me out. I bought a weighted one from Amazon because it helps with cramps. Yeah. It's not very heavy, but it if I can't go to sleep, will do the trick. That's so interesting. I am the opposite. I need freezing cold, mm. but that's actually a thing. It's a scientific thing. If you are cold your heart rate slows Mm -hmm. and when your heart rate slows that helps you fall asleep i want a freezing room but a warm bed i want to get cozy in my bed no but i want my bed to be cold there is someone i know has this mattress topper and it's called the eight sleep mattress It is the most fucking incredible thing i've ever slept on in my entire life it's about four thousand dollars so i'm very sorry that i'm even suggesting this to people but maybe they have a black friday sale people should invest basically (laughs) what you do is it's this mattress topper that has these coils and they're water coils and you control it from your phone and you control the the heat or the coldness of the bed and you can do it based on what you want. So if you wanted hot, you can make it hot. But essentially it's like on this timer, it's on the bell curve. So it'll be that temperature and then it'll even out when you're in deep REM and then it'll go back to whatever you want to be when you're waking up. And you can also set your alarm in it. It'll vibrate or you can have it like smoke you out of the bed and get really hot. It also like tracks your sleep and how well you slept. It's fucking incredible. I love sleeping in it. I've slept in one of those. I didn't know it did all of those things. Yeah. I actually didn't really notice it. Much. Oh my god, it's incredible. If it's not on, I'm like, I can't sleep. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. So sleep is extremely important to your productivity. Of your course. Everyday it is. life, your routines. Invest in a good mattress and a good pillow. The yeah. most expensive thing in my home is my bed. Mm. I don't have that mattress topper, but I invested in a really good mattress. Which if you can't afford an expensive mattress, but you can't you know, you're a picky sleeper, you could always go to mattress firms. Sometimes they get open boxes. I know this sounds gross, but bear with me. They also, maybe not now because the whole like bed bug thing, but they, they do a deep cleaning on whatever was an open box. Let's say someone orders a purple mm-hmm. or a Casper and they pull it out and they're like, this doesn't fit or we don't like it. They will sell it to you at one fourth of the cost. Right. So you could do that. Again, Things have changed, so I don't know if I would do that. <laughs> Get a good pillow. Yeah. I love the purple pillow. I love feather pillows. You need big and small. You need the side sleeper pillow. You just got to have them all, you know? Um, like, I only in. have like two what? pillows on my bed. Like, I mean, I have my sleeping pillows and then my shams and then decorative pillow. But like I only sleep with one pillow. I don't – I'm not one of those people who has one in between my legs. I look like a serial killer when I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm in my like my thing and I have my – I'm taped shut. <laughs> And I'm like sleeping on my back, and I'm just like that. I can't wait. Em and I have never had a sleepover, but <gasps> next time I come to record, we will, and I will get to witness this firsthand. Or no, I won't be sleeping next to Colin, so I'll probably join you. There's gonna be like pictures of me. She's <laughs> gonna be like, "Look, I took a picture of her while she's sleeping." I mean, I think the most important thing for everything in your life is to just be self-aware and know what you need. And on the topic of self-aware just to kind of segue into another part of our, our lives and a look into our lives. Is there anything that you do that you find to be unique about yourself, like the way you carry yourself, any tips you would give people? You know what? Something that I did when I was 17 or 18 that was really smart was I looked at the rooms that I wanted to be in 
and I looked at what the people in those rooms looked like, how they carried themselves, how they spoke, what they talked about, and I learned so I could keep up with the subjects. I made sure that I was well-spoken. I worked on my vocabulary. I bought pieces that were of high quality just here and there and that way when I showed up in the room there was no question of like oh are you one of us you know Mm -hmm. and you're accepted and then you grow your network and that helps elevate your entire life basically I love that yeah that's no I I think that's so important when I was younger and was dating you know a lot of older guys Mm -hmm. something that was always said about me which I loved was that I knew how to carry myself and that I didn't act young And I think it's so important to be self-aware and actually hear how you sound. Know what's coming out of your mouth. I've actually even come to a point where I don't really say anything unless I have something really good to say. I think the loudest person in the room is A, the person that has the most to hide and B, has the least substance and least intelligence than anyone else in the room. And that does not apply to what we say on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, no. We're right I don't want to see any mashups of that and then us saying shit. Us just running our mouths about everything. Yeah. Yeah. But no, but it's true. In these particular situations that we're talking about, the the less you say, <laughs> the more important what you're saying is. Right. Like choose your words carefully, mm-hmm. listen, learn. And this is advice to younger women, but also, you know, I still I still exhibit these behaviors. And I've heard the same thing that you heard, like, oh, you know, you carry yourself really well, you're really mature, you're an old soul. All these things only benefit you when it comes to growing your network Mm -hmm. and your community. And being memorable. And being memorable, yeah. Yeah. I try to emulate Carolyn Kennedy. I love that. No, 100%. Just the elegance, but I like to be extremely classy, Mm -hmm. especially when I'm at a work function or just – Anytime I'm anywhere, this is going to sound psychotic, but I don't really care. I'm going to say it. When I'm at a wedding or an event and there's past hors d'oeuvres, I will selectively choose which one I'm going to eat based on how it's going to look when I'm eating it, if it's going to fall, if I'm going to stain myself, if it's something that looks like it's going to be a mess to eat, I won't even touch it. Or make your breath smell bad. Yeah. Self-awareness is the most important thing possible. Even when I'm walking into a room, I always make sure that my chin is level with the ground. I don't look down. I don't – I always like to have a destination where I'm going. I always walk with purpose. You will never mm-hmm. see me meandering around. I will – even if I'm in a room full of people I don't know, I will find a point, locate where I'm going, see the path of how I'm going to get there so I don't have to bump into anyone, so I'm not at risk of hitting a chair. Like this this is the shit that goes yeah. on in my head. Shoulders it, back. Everything. Oh. Where I'm holding my bag, how my outfit looks, just I'm so self-aware, but it's because that's how I want to present myself. It's not because I'm anxious in that way. It's like I want to come across as, wow, look at her go. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, not at all. Having confidence. I don't know how to put put a word on it, but you know you can turn it on Mm -hmm. when you walk into a room. Like all of those things will get you – What you want. What you want and into many, many doors. And whether that's like relationship doors, career doors – friendship doors literally the door of an event that you want to go to i definitely when i was younger snuck into an event because you pretend like you're supposed to be there yeah because i was like this is where i'm supposed no one will question you Mm -hmm. if you really exude 100 percent. yeah i like to be the person that people want to talk to and i want to seem 
attractive in every quality and not just looks. I'm talking charm, what I have to say, and always having a smile on your face and being approachable. I mean, there's certain times mm-hmm. – I have a couple friends that make fun of me like when I'm at a club or something. There were a couple times in the Hamptons over the summer where I just had this like face on but and they thought I was having a miserable time. And I was like, no, I was actually just like surveying the room and I don't like to be the sloppy girl. I'm so – so self-aware of how I look. Even like I do this thing where I put my tongue on the roof of my mouth so that my jaw looks more... Mewing. Yeah. Mewing. Yeah, I always do that. Or if I know someone's looking at me, I'm pretty good at sensing if I'm being stared at. It's literally having composure. Yeah. Yeah. So all of this to say, obviously other people do this, but to answer your question, like what I did that made the biggest difference from a young age until now, yeah, is being really aware of of my composure. Mm -hmm. You are really well spo- well spoken. Thanks. Your articulation and how you speak. I mean, when we're just editing these podcasts, I'm like, and you are like, you can hear the words coming out of your mouth clearly. Sometimes it sounds like I have fucking acorns in my mouth. Unless we're drunk, then I'm like, so then, right? <laughs> yeah, that's another thing too. Don't get too drunk. Never be the drunkest girl at the party, especially work holiday parties. You're just gonna regret it. Yeah, You'll think about it every time you fall asleep ten years from then. Mm-hmm. I still think about shit that I did drunk when I was in like high oh school. God. There's so oh. many times I'm walking down the street and I go, oh yeah. <laughs> There's so many of these situations where it it doesn't have to be an event. It doesn't have to be, you know, going out night. When I'm most calculated about how I look and what I wear first date, I am so careful about like what – I know I know what everything is doing. I know in my head if I contour my clavicles a little bit and put a little (laughs) bit of shine on them and I put a little on my shoulders, I know that that catches a guy's eye. And they don't even know it sometimes. They don't even know what they're attracted to sometimes. Sometimes the drink I order is because I know it looks a little sexier or I definitely don't really eat salads at dinners with guys because it's never attractive or <laughs> is it that I've been on so many dates or is that I'm so self-aware? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm just so calculated. I'm really calculated on first dates with how I'm positioning the conversation. Mm. This goes back to years ago. I helped um, develop a game called We're Not Really Strangers. And it came up with a lot of those questions and we would play the game all the time to kind of like product test before Mm -hmm. it was released. And even after it was released, I was bringing it on dates. And I was asking these super deep personal questions and I had a ton of them memorized and was very calculated in what I wanted to reveal to them, what I wanted them to know, how I wanted them to react or what I wanted to see their reaction from and what I wanted to learn from them. So... Yeah, definitely following what you said, like the tricks of the trade to look attractive, for sure. Those are so important. But then also being like, so what was your father's name? And like, what? tell me one thing about him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I also think that there's a really interesting way where you can extract information that you want to learn. It's fun to see how someone reveals information. So if you Mm -hmm. ask them in an indirect way, maybe you ask a question that you know is going to lead to the conversation of the information that you want. Yep. Oh my God. I'm trying to think of of an example, but let's say you want to know if what they're doing now is what they've always wanted to do in their whole life. Mm -hmm. Maybe you say, did you ever have a dream career when you were a child? And kind of like leading the witness that way. I don't know if that's like the best example. Say, what are you most passionate about? I used to lead with that line all of the time Mm because they'd be like, what do I do for a living or what am I passionate about? And I'd go, well, both. And then you'd hear one or the other. I love asking if they like what they do because so many people are just like in their job. And sometimes a lot of people haven't been asked that question. 
and you kind of see a light bulb go off and they're like, fuck, no, I, I don't love what I do. That's what I love doing, like making light bulbs go off yeah. while also revealing everything I want to strategically. Mm-hmm. And then you've mind fucked them by the end of the night, but not manipulatively. Like you, you just ask them a bunch of things no one's ever asked them before. Right. You've made them reconsider their own career path. <laughs> but also if you <laughs> know the questions to ask – you can reveal so much more than just the answer of that question. Because a lot of these things are so telling of other things in their lives. I like asking what their relationship is like with their mother yep. or what their relationship is like with their father yeah. or who they're closer to. Those little questions can probably tell you how they're going to treat you. You know, just based on who they're closest to and what their relationship is like or, you know, if they don't have a relationship, like you can probably understand that they're going to have certain attachment styles and certain communication styles that you wouldn't – you can't just ask someone like what's your communication style you probably can but yeah but you know, there's ways to do it another thing that this is important for friends for businesses like whatever you're talking to a person it is so important to remember what they said mm-hmm. and it is remarkable the look on people's faces when you remember someone's name of a story that they told the last time you saw them or when you can follow up and say hey by the way, how's your mom doing who's in the hospital? Something like that. And they're like, oh my God, you remember that? It, it, it's just such a respectful thing and it's appreciated by people when you remember these things and try your hardest not to be the person that's just waiting for them to finish talking so you can d- then tell your story. Yeah, you have to be a good listener. That will get you farther than anything. Right. And also there's um, a technique called mirroring so let's say that you just told me something this works in arguments this works in negotiations business like all around just tell me like a quick anything a fact yeah i have a pilates class tomorrow okay and let's say that i was asking you to do something instead you can mirror and be like hey so i know that you said that you have a pilates class tomorrow Mm. but i would really love if you would join me xyz um refer to people by their first name (gasps) If, yeah, their first name or if you say their loved one's names mm-hmm. instead of saying your sister, if you say Abby. Yeah. They, it does something. Yeah, especially on a date. Yeah. Like, think about that. If a guy was like, Chloe, like I just love spending so much time with you. You're like, whoa, hello. That it does something to people and it also helps you remember their name. Mm-hmm. It almost yeah. like brings you back to the conversation. Yeah. Like if your mind was anywhere else, when someone says your name like that, you're kind of like, oh, I'm here. Yeah. You're like, oh, you said my name. Present holding eye contact oh but not God. spacing out while you're doing it genuinely being like yeah like the people don't do these things often so when someone does do it you or when you do do it to them you shine and you stick out you're memorable mm-hmm. and they want to be around you everyone just wants to be received they just want to be heard and right. loved and and accepted so when you portray behaviors that that makes someone feel that way like you're now they're new favorite person Mm -hmm. i have a list in my phone of questions to ask people at dinner or anything and i just like kind of refresh it remind myself of it because you want to be that active listener and it speaks miles of your character and i think that's something that's lost on the younger people currently especially with social media everyone's so in your phones and that's another thing put your fucking phone away i don't care where you are i don't care if you're at a bar with your friends or if you're at dinner with your with one of your friends put your fucking phone away be present. Yeah. And if anyone sees you on your phone when you're at an event, whether it's work event or a wedding or whatever it may be, when you are on your phone, people are just seeing the top of your head. Yeah. And you are not engaged in the conversation. No one's going to remember you except for being on your phone. And you want to be engaged because 
that's how you learn. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much to learn from other people. This is how I started treating dating after a while. It was like a game and and a learning game. Like what can I learn about this human that I didn't know before? Even if the date was shit, that was how I would get through it. And like what can I learn about the human experience right now? But also not for nothing, like other people like to learn too. And starting my own business, I have still not done business development since I've started it because it's all been word of mouth because people remembered what I said Mm -hmm. that this is what I do for a living or – I'm actually extremely good at connecting people and that's because I remember, oh, they're really good at graphic design. Oh, you need this person? Let me connect you to. Yeah, being a connector. Yeah. It's It's just all listening. I could literally – speaking of listening, I could talk forever about this. (laughs) But maybe we do another part because I actually kind of love – this topic now. yeah i'm loving the the actual like part one and part two this is a great topic there's so much more to get through there's like friendships actual dating relationships all sorts of life yeah. advice that we have that we can pass on because we're just so wise <laughs> we can also pass on all the dumb shit that we've done too but yeah and help you learn from our mistakes that's what we're here for yep until next time bye bye <laughs>